Hey, welcome to the Black Knight Nation podcast. Your host, Sal Trinidad here. Uh, the Black Knight Nation podcast is sponsored by Higher Echelon. Higher Echelon is a company run by Joe Ross. Joe Ross is a former Army fullback, former Army assistant coach, former Army officer, and a guest on the Black Knight Nation podcast. Um, just had uh, Barrett Scruggs, former Army linebacker, on the podcast on uh, Friday morning. If Check that one out. If you go to our YouTube channel, um, please hit the subscribe button and check out um, our podcast with Barrett Scruggs. Pretty good stories about Barrett at West Point, how he got to West Point, and life after West Point. And today we're going to talk Army basketball. I don't know if we've ever talked Army basketball on the Black Knight Nation podcast, but here with Brendan in Jersey, we're going to, um, you know, Brendan, it was, a t- it was certainly the topic of the week. For Army sports this week, you know, the lacrosse teams are doing well. Men's lacrosse, women's lacrosse are doing well. They're ranked teams, right? But then you hear on Wednesday, Jeff Goodman um, has a report that um, J- Jimmy Allen's out after seven years as men's basketball coach. And, um, you know, so that's pretty much was the news of the the news of the week. Um, you know, um, I don't know. Let, first, first, w- welcome you back. Uh and um, kind of get maybe kind of just your general thoughts about, you know, what happened earlier this week with Jimmy Allen. And we can get into some other details that I might have. So, Yeah. Well, first of all, let, let me just double click on, on what you said about the lacrosse teams, because the especially the, the women's team. I just want to say this out loud. The women's team went from a club team to a nationally ranked Division One team within eight years, which is an incredible achievement. So just wanted to throw that out there. Uh, but yeah, I mean, in, in terms of the, the news regarding Jimmy Allen, I was certainly surprised. Um, from, from what I know, he was, uh, he was a stand up guy and a lot of, there's certainly a lot of people out there who are in his corner who feel like he got a raw deal. Uh, I don't, I don't know any of the details of why he was let go or, or, you know, you know, I mean, we can quibble over firing or, or, you know, not contract renewal, but the point is he's out. And at least for the short term, that's had some, uh, some ripple effects with uh, a couple of very talented uh, freshmen, including the uh, Patriot league rookie of the year declaring themselves that they're going into the, into the transfer portal. So uh, in the short term, it, there's certainly, there's certainly reason to think that this maybe was not a good move, but um, just because somebody, just because a player goes into the transfer portal does not mean that they will ultimately leave. It's not a guarantee. I mean, we had, we saw a bunch of uh, football players, I think heading into last season declared for the transfer portal. And and I think all those kids ended up staying at the Academy. Um and certainly, you know, we don't know, um, you know, I mean, if, if a new coach comes in and achieves the goals that, you know, the, that Mike Buddy as athletic director is, is setting for the program, then, uh, you know, ultimately it, it will look like a good move long-term, but uh, there's a lot of story left to be written at this point. Yeah, no doubt. And uh- it comes as a little bit of a surprise to me, like you, you know, yeah, they made it to the Patriot League semifinals. I think the game was played on Saturday or Sunday. It was played last weekend, right? So, um, you know, a couple days later, 
Um, you hear that Jimmy Allen's not coming back, and you look at all the talent that they had coming back, right? I mean, they have everybody coming back but Chris Mann, who was a senior starter. Um, you have Jalen Rucker, who's the first-team Patriot League guard. You have Ethan Roberts, who was, like you said, the Patriot League Rookie of the Year. You have uh, Colton Benson, who led the team in three-point shooting. 72 threes as a freshman is pretty darn good. I wanted to check if it was the Army freshman record. Um, I'm not sure if it is with this you know, this era of bas basketball, the way it's played. But, I mean, that's still a fantastic season. Probably should have been first team Patriot League All-Rookie um, selection. They have Charlie Peterson, who started, you know, since his freshman year inside. I mean, they have a good – they're going to have a good team coming back. And you just, like, kind of think that Jimmy would have got one more year. You know, would have got one more year with that team. Um, and, it, and it didn't happen. And, you know, the surprise to me is um, that. And then you, then I, you hear – you know, let, let's be – I want to be clear first. Um, I follow Army men's basketball, right? Uh, I did go to the Army-Navy game this year at West Point. That was the first um, Army-Navy game I went to as far as men's basketball. And um, that's the only game I saw in person this year. So I have to the basketball team. Um, you know, you talk to some people here and there about what's happened. Didn't really get too many concrete details about, you know – how it went, but to say that I think they say it said in the press release that it was a mutual breakup, so to speak, between yeah, that's right, Allen that's and right. Buddy. Ready? That that can't be true because I know for a fact Jimmy Allen wanted to come back and coach this team. You know, Jimmy, I know for a fact that he wanted to coach at West Point still. So to have it be a mutual decision and stuff like that, I think just um, you know, came down to the point and said that you know we want to go in a different direction. That's what it would probably was like. We we want to go in a different direction. Whether or not that was driven by, you know, players wanting a wanting a different coach or something like that, we don't know that. But the fact that these two freshmen come, you know, on Friday they announced uh, Benson and Roberts announced that they're um, heading into the transfer portal, right? And Benson has nothing but positive things to say about Jimmy Roberts and the staff, right? He says that it was called by. Uh, kind of insinuates that it was by surprise that this has happened, that this this coaching change happened. That doesn't seem like a, a team uproar to me. That doesn't seem like a team uproar saying, hey, you know, we got to let's get rid of the coach. Let's get let's start anew. You know, that, that that's just me and reporter brain going on going off, you know, and um, and same with, same with Roberts. Roberts said thanks for, you know, Allen and the staff are taking a chance on them, giving them the opportunity to play at West Point. So, I mean, I don't know if those, those two guys, um, man, when I wrote the story on Wednesday, I'm like the, the next card said army is going to get a pretty talented team coming back. And now those, with those two guys back, uh, gone, well in the transfer portal, we'll see what happens. Um, yeah, those are kind of my, like, were my thoughts and, you know, what direction do they head in now? You know, I mean, I, I I hear this from a ton of people, Brendan. Army men's basketball might be the toughest job in Division One. You know, it might it, it's up there with one of the toughest jobs in Division One. And you know, granted, they 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 have never made a Patriot League championship game, right? They've never won a Patriot League title. They've never been to the NCAA tournament. I think they're one of a handful of teams that you know have been playing basketball for like you know, 75 plus years on the division one level and haven't made it to the NCAA tournament yet. Um, they did finish in the top. They do finish in the top four under Jimmy Allen. He does have um, 
what, uh, two of the four winning seasons since they joined the Patriot League are, are Jimmy Allen's. Um, yeah, that sounds about right. Win. Yeah. Yeah. 98 career wins for Jimmy Allen, fourth all time in Army history. And you have, um, you know, Bobby Knight and Zach Spiker are the two, uh, two of the three guys ahead of him. Uh, another gentleman that's escaping my name that coached in the, like the 20s is the leader at like 126, you know, so or something like that. You know, so I mean, the program was, I guess it's just not specifically not winning, winning the league. And quite honestly, dude, have you seen Colgate play this year? Uh, no, but I do know, I do know that, I mean, this, this year and last year and probably like the previous two years before that, they, they've far and away been the best in the Patriot League. And they're legit. I mean, they have like one of their top like forwards out injured for the year and they're still like legit. You know, they won the Patriot League again. There are there are 15 seed in the tournament coming up and maybe arguably could be higher. I mean, they could be a 14 seed, 13. Who knows? They're, they're a really good team and they're going to give. Um, I think they might be playing Kansas. I could be they're playing Texas in the first round. They're playing Texas in the first round. You know, I did my bracket tonight. I picked Colgate to beat Texas. Maybe it's my Patriot League, uh, you know, biased and stuff like that. But I have them in an upset over Texas. We'll see what happens. Um, but th that's a very talented team. That Army uh, lost by 2-2 at West Point, I believe 7-2 at Colgate. And then in the semifinals, um, you know, there was a little bit of a runaway victory, a 17-point victory by Colgate. But that's a really good team, right? And so you could be – Army could be at their very best – in a year and still it's going to take a pretty strong effort to win that Patriot league tournament that especially you got to win what three yeah. games, you win in three games in about a week. Right. I mean, it's, it's not easy. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, where do they go for what, what are the expectations of this program or the, if the expectations are to win a Patriot league title, then I guess you go in a different direction, I guess, after seven years, you know? I yeah. Know, I don't know well, what you think. So there's, I mean, and, and again, I mean, we really like, we really don't have a sense of why this move happened, but there's a lot, there's a lot of circumstance that leads me to believe that this was, this was not an emotional decision. It's kind of seems like maybe um, this was a decision from, from higher up that they've had in mind for a while and, and they just let the season play out because, you know, there's, there was no reason not to, I mean, I, I mean, as, as we've, as you've said, I mean, Colgate's a supremely talented and senior laden team, especially within the Patriot league. Navy was a very senior laden team and they won't be um, this, you know, going into next season. So that's, and then, you know, and then the fact that, um, uh, it's, so I guess so. I guess for those who don't know, Jimmy Allen. Well, let's start. So in 2009, Zach Spiker was hired as the head coach, and I I remember at the time there was a lot. the The feeling was like, oh, like maybe he's the one who will make the jump because he was a hot young coaching prospect, which certainly like I, I don't think West Point had seen. If, if ever, I mean, certainly not since like the days of uh, Krzyzewski. And 
Jimmy Allen was not an assistant from day one, but I think he was hired maybe in Spiker's second or third season. So really, I don't think it's unfair to look at this as kind of like a 14-year window as opposed to just a seven-year window uh, because they, because yeah. they, they, in all likelihood, they kept, they kept Allen as head coach to keep some continuity um, with the Spiker program. So it's been 14 years, and in that time, they were like 100 and 130 overall record. And they had... They had a couple of chances in the Patriot League tournament where Army, you know, they had they had finished fourth and a number nine seed. So so a team that had to play in to the Patriot League tournament then upset the number one seed. And so Army hosted a semifinal um, against, you know, a, a nine seed. And one of those was against Holy Cross and Spikers last season. And, and that was like a kind of an embarrassing loss. I think they lost by like 30 points at home. And then the other was more recently during Allen's tenure. So, you know, I, I think, I think we can definitely say they haven't made the most of, you know, the, the few opportunities they've had um, now kind of on a more basic level is, you know, is army winning a Patriot league title, even a realistic goal? I don't know. Um, maybe that's an impossible dream. But I do know, I do know that Air Force has gone to the tournament multiple times in my life. I do know that that Navy's gone to the tournament multiple times in my life. So, um, you know, I mean, we didn't. You know, there were a lot of people who thought that Army winning ten games in the twenty first century wasn't possible, and it's happened. And I and I, I know I know I know a lot of people out there will chafe at me comparing football and basketball. I'm not saying they're the same job. I'm just you know, it's like these are these are the only comparisons I really have. Um, and uh, I think you're probably right. I think it probably is the, the toughest job in division one, but at the same time, um, you know, just because, just because the program was in a real bad state in the nineties and two thousands, and now it's in a better state where it's a little closer to 500, but still not really overall, you know, it's like, I, I, I don't think, it, I don't think it's crazy. Um, to think that maybe somebody else can come in and um, and maybe finally, uh, you know, break the curse uh, for, for lack of a better term. But uh, mm-hmm. I, I only have I only have one thought as to who maybe that is. I don't know. We could get to that in a little bit. But yeah, we'll talk uh, about it. Yeah. yeah. I, I, you know, I was looking up um, as doing some research yesterday and, you know, you hear that maybe Coach K might be involved in this search committee so to speak and why wouldn't you ask him for help you know he one of the a legendary coach uh arguably one of the best college basketball coaches ever why wouldn't you ask his input and you know i try to come up with names i type in you know coach k coaching tree basically in a google search and i see this article and i'm running through the coaches and i'm saying okay who we got here you know who's got who who's maybe an assistant somewhere or who's maybe at a maybe a uh, mid-major program that might want to make the jump to Army. And uh, I didn't really come up with many names, to be honest with you. Um, I came up with – and it, it, granted, I have no – I have talked to nobody about the coaching search, zero people about the coaching search. But um, a guy's name that came up was Tim O'Toole. He's an assistant at Pittsburgh right now. He's, a, you know, a veteran coach, um, a guy who I believe he coached in the Big East. And 
I mean, he's a guy who came up. I came up with Nate James, former um, Duke basketball player who was at Austin P. But uh, I think he last uh, recently was there for two years as the head coach and um, was let go. Uh, the one name that really pops into my head, but I think it's – I don't think he has any desire to coach. Or I don't know if he has any desire to coach. I, I, I don't think I've had one conversation with Chris Patola. Chris Patola is a name that I would come up with. He does uh, Sirius XM, ACC's on the ACC channel on Sirius XM. He does a lot of media stuff. He's he's now like um, a TV radio type of guy, former Army Guard, right? Um, I believe he's married to one of Coach K's daughters, I believe. Um, he was a Duke assistant. He worked in the Duke program. Um once he uh, got out of the Army, uh, maybe in recruiting first and then as an assistant coach, I think, later. But um, I think Chris Matola is probably right now pretty happy doing what he's doing. And that would be – those would be the three names that I come up with. And they're like out of the blue sky, not talking to – you know, don't have Coach K on speed dial or Mike Buddy and just thinking of tossing it out there. Um, did, you, you had somebody in mind or – uh yeah, so just just on a whim, I, I I looked up who's had um who's had recent success at the uh, Division Two level, and it, it it brought up it brought up something interesting because uh we we've talked a lot this uh football offseason about um Drew Thatcher and you know coming from Nebraska Kearney in the uh, in the MIAA conference in division two. And that's actually the same, uh, conference where, uh, this, this gentleman coaching is coaching at, uh, uh, Ben McCollum, who, let me get this right. Who's the head coach at Northwest Missouri state. He has won four division two championships since 2016, 17, and might win another one this year and is absolutely getting other uh, D one consideration from other places. So, uh, yeah, that, that, that would be my, my one name that I would throw out there. He's in his early forties. So, you know, he's, he's not young, but he's not old either. Um, and it's certainly, it, it would be pretty wild for army to, uh, to poach two, uh, pretty important hires out of that conference in a year. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, there's just, there's there's just a lot we don't know here and that and that's um I don't know it's 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 uh it's frightening but also exciting. <laughs> yeah, when I was like um yeah, I hit up a couple people and I'm like have you heard anything about any candidates at all? Um nobody like I said no nobody too too close to the program um and they're like no. I mean it's the toughest job and it's a tough job and you know do you have to get somebody like when Spiker came in, a younger guy like when Spiker came in, and maybe that throws some energy into the pro throws some energy into the program? Um, I don't know. So we're gonna have to see what's out there. You know what I'm thinking? I, I didn't get a chance to look this up either, but you know, Mike Buddy coming from Wake Forest. Is there anybody that was an assistant down way back in the day? Um, on on, a, on Wake Forest uh, staff that he might have still a close connection with, maybe that's a possibility. I don't know. I don't think, you know, I saw a tweet from, it might be like, 
it was it's a it's a Twitter account that covers uh, mid majors, maybe or even covers college basketball, and um, you know, the, the tweet was something like, "Oh, they have Coach K on the selection committee. They're going to shoot for like the stars, shoot for as high as they can go here." And I just don't know. I just don't know where that is, to be honest with you, because you look at like in the past, they before Spiker, right? Um, it was Jim Cruz, you know, there. It was uh, Pat Harris who played under Coach K. He was there. Um, you know, Dino Gaudio was there for a very short time. And, um, you know, I, I just, you know, like you said, so Spiker comes in in 2009, right? We're in 2023 now, 14 years. You've only had two coaches at Army. So there's been some stability. So you think that they're going to hopefully find somebody that can – that is there for the longer haul. Right. And uh, we'll see what happens. It'll be interesting to follow. And um, I don't know. It's like, you, you think that's something will happen sooner than later because, you know, once March madness hits in the final four and all the coaches get together down there, and I'm sure there's interviews for other openings down there, um, division one programs and candidates. So I'm, I'm sure that, you know, we'll hear by the time the tournament's over, they'll def I think Army will definitely have a new basketball coach. So yeah, I I get the feeling we won't have to wait um probably even a month uh before an announcement is made. But um, you know, I mean I think despite all the uncertainty, uh to his credit, Mike Buddy has a pretty good track record in, in a pretty short amount of time of of new hires, uh including uh uh, Michelle Tomo, uh, Tomolo, uh, who's the uh, women's lacrosse head coach. So, um, you know, and and, and I'm sh and I'm sure he, uh, you know, I'm, I'm sure he has people guiding him as well. But at the same time, uh, it just he, there's he seems to have a knack for it um, so far. So, um, yeah, you know, I mean, we we can argue whether it was time to make a change or not. Uh, I, I, I really, I, I do not claim to have the expertise to know either way, but um, it's happening. And uh, I certainly hope it works out for the best. Yeah. Um, another hire, Missy Traversi's worked pretty well with the women's basketball program. I, you know, just yeah. watching them play Navy and uh, seeing her in a press conference setting. I mean, she's doing a really good job with that program also. And Reese Erickson was the Patriot League Rookie of the Year this year for the women's basketball. So that's another um, um, a good hire there. Um, Brian Plotkin also. Um, much I think that was on Buddy's time. The men's soccer coach is another guy too that's done pretty good with the program, the men's soccer Yeah, I program. think you're right. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, uh, want to give a shout out to Zach McGraw, former Army center back for the Portland Timbers, um, scored his first goal of the season uh, last night on the header versus St. Louis City FC uh, expansion MLS team. But congratulations to Zach McGraw. Want to give him a shout out tonight. A real quick back on um, the the, uh, the Jimmy Allen situation. We'll put a wrap to this. Um, you know, from all. I can't say I had a lot of um interaction with Jimmy Allen. Had some when I was at the newspaper and um here and there after I left. But um for all everybody you talk to, Jimmy's a great guy. You know, had Joe Abarisi on the podcast um 
last month talking about the lacrosse program, but he talked about the coaching fraternity at Army and how strong it is and how, like, Brian Riley, hockey coach, is his neighbor, and he mentioned guys like like Jimmy Allen and stuff about how um, they really – I mean, they're good fits for the academy. They, they, they've they got people that really love the academy, love the um, mission that the academy's on, and, um, you know, wish Jimmy all the best. And, you know, we'll see where he lands. I mean, I don't think we've seen the last of Jimmy Allen on the sidelines on a basketball court and uh, hope he lands on his feet. The other thing I want to talk about, and maybe <laughs> I'm overstepping here, but there was a um, there was a Twitter, uh, I guess I can call it a battle. I don't know. I don't know if you saw this with John Feinstein and uh, Captain Cons, Connor Crehan on Twitter. About oh, no. I, yeah, I know, I, I, know not, of, I know nothing about this, so so please continue. Yeah, it was a, just a little bit of back and forth with Feinstein uh, saying that it wasn't a good decision by Buddy, and he had some choice words for uh, Buddy, and um, Connor came to the defense of Buddy and said all his um, times he's interacted with Buddy, he's been nothing but, you know, uh, prof professional and, you know, uh, taking them because Connor has, I guess, a little bit of a role with the football program, and sometimes we'll go up there and talk to the football program occasionally. He said his he has nothing but good things to say about Buddy, where Feinstein didn't have those things to say about Buddy. And you know, Feinstein is a guy who's been around Patriot League basketball and college athletics forever. He knows the, he knows the Patriot League inside out. He knows college basketball inside out. So, um, you know, that was. That was I, I didn't think I was going to see that, I think, Wednesday or Thursday this week. That was a little bit of a surprise on social media. And I, I'm i like, I'm just going to stay out of this one. You know, I'm just going like, you know, to uh, stay out of this one and see. Uh, eventually it did, um, it did end. But, um, yeah, so you have the sides saying, you know, like we like we talked about from the start, you have the sides that say, hey, maybe there, it was time for a change. You have the sides that say, you know, um, what are they doing here? Jimmy Allen deserved another year. We'll see what happens in the next uh, couple weeks and see who Army hires. Um, just wanted to give um, let you guys know. Uh, I started a uh, March uh, March Madness bracket challenge for Black Knight Nation on ESPN.com. If you check my Twitter account, the links on there. I'll be retweeting that a lot and um, uh, quote. Uh, tweeting that a lot just to see. We like to get a nice uh, group there to join us in um, March Madness. Quite honestly, Brendan, I haven't really followed college basketball as much as I used to. That used to be one of my favorite sports to follow, but I'm an Oklahoma fan, and times are tough in Oklahoma basketball land right now. So I um, I only really watch Oklahoma games and Army games, so to speak, but I was able to watch a little bit of the tournaments um, the last couple days and uh, – you know, I, I got my I got my bracket already done. I got Arizona winning it all, so we'll see how that um, how that pans out. But please, guys, check out um, my Twitter account at Sal Interdonado, and you can uh, join in our bracket challenge. We've had a couple people sign up already, and hope to get a nice group there. Good interaction, and uh, I think we have some black old school Black Knight Nation T-shirts still hanging around. So I would love to give out one of those to the winner. I know a couple years back we wanted to do that. We had about say 20, 25 people in the in the in the in the tournament challenge, and I couldn't get in contact with the winner of the tournament. So um, I think we have a couple Black Knight Nation T-shirts laying around. Uh, maybe we'll start some more um, some more uh, like T-shirts, hats down the road. Who knows? Uh, we'll see how that goes. But uh, just wanted to get that out there. Um, 
Is there anything else Army sports related that we can talk about, Brendan, while we're here? I mean, you haven't been on in a while. Just see if anything else is on your mind uh, with with what's going on in uh, Black Light Nation. Uh, you know, and uh, uh, not a whole lot. I mean, I'm I'm not I'm not surprised the women's lacrosse team is having the success it's having. I'm a little surprised that the men's team uh, reloaded uh, seemingly very quickly. Um, but I think that I think that kind of speaks to the good state that that program is in where they just keep, they just keep rotating guys in and, and getting them experience. And it just, it seems like every year, every year it pays off and every year they're in the conversation for, um, you know, at, certainly at least uh, an NCAA uh, tournament berth. I know, um, I know from the, from the coaches, from the program's perspective, like they ultimately want to win a national title. That would be, amazing to see. I don't know if it'll happen this year, but um, yeah, I think there are five and one now, one five in a row. Uh, yeah, they have. Did, did yeah. not, did not expect that. Um, and uh, certainly, certainly some, some big matches coming up, uh, including a non-conference game against Cornell that I think that'll be at Mikey stadium on April 15th. So uh, yeah, we're just, just really looking forward to the rest of uh, lacrosse season. Yeah. We've had Sesame. Seth, uh, Seth Mendelson, keep an eye on the team. Um, he's going to go to the Le – they're playing at Lehigh this Saturday coming up, and he's going to um, go to the game and cover the game. So, I mean, he's he's pumped up. It's fi They're 5-1, and one, right? And, you know, they have guys who, guys who have been – they were like that second-level scorers for them, like Jake Morin and Reese Bork. They, those guys are stepping up. And this freshman, Joe Abarisi, has – Really loves his freshman class, and Evan Plunkett has had a great start to his freshman season. He's a guy who Army recruited to play football, and he's out there on the lacrosse field for Joe Abarisi, and he's he's a starting. He's one of the top scorers on their team and definitely a guy to look out for uh, if you're following the Army lacrosse team. And we got to give – we got to give credit to the goalie, Knox Dent. Knox Dent is a senior who, who hasn't really got much playing time entering this season. And that defense is holding uh, teams into single digits. Um, I think the last – I know they've held teams in the single digits, I think four of the five wins, maybe all five wins. I'm not sure. So that's been really key to defense. And uh, John Sullivan, I believe, is a freshman defender that's getting a lot of playing time for the Black Knights too. So, um, yeah, just something to follow on um, football. So let, real quick, let's talk some football. You know, that's what we usually do on this podcast. Um, Pro Day is uh, the 16th. So Pro Day for Army is coming up on Thursday the 16th. We hope to have Seth Mendelson there um, covering Pro Day if it's uh, if it's permitted. Um, so Andre Carter is going to be there, right? He was at the NFL Combine. Of course, Andre Carter is going to be there. Um I found out Marquel Broughton is going to be uh, participate in Pro Day. Braheem Murphy is going to participate in Pro Day. And Maurice Ballon is also going to participate in Pro Day. Now, there may be a couple other seniors out there that I don't know about, but those are the, the four that I can confirm that are going to uh, participate in Pro Day on Thursday. So that's always um, you know fun to, fun to see uh, how many NFL scouts will be up there, right? Because, uh, Brendan, I covered the Pro Day when Brett Toth was um, going through the process, right? And Brett Toth, if things were a little clearer in the policy, which now they're 
starting to get cloudy again, right? The, the, the policy's starting to get cloudy again. Yeah. If things were a little bit clearer, Brett Toke probably would have been drafted his senior year. You know, he probably would have been a sixth or seventh round draft pick, probably maybe even higher, who knows. But there were a lot of, I mean, there were like, trying to think, scouts from like, I think double-digit teams there at the pro day, which was I remember seeing scouts from the Seahawks, the local Jets and Giants, I, the Falcons, and I think even the Chiefs that day going back five years ago. And now Andre Carter, right? I mean, he's had every NFL team show up with a scout at Army practices during his senior year. He goes to the combine. He did not run the 40, right? He did not run the 40. He did the bench. He did the vertical. I think he – I think he did a couple other a couple other things, and I mean we'll see, we'll see um, if he runs on pro day. Uh, I know Brahim Murphy and Maurice Blonde are going to run on pro day, right? And Mark Marquel Broughton will probably run on pro day too. So it'll just be fun to see what happens because you know Carter started out as a first round pick in the preseason, right? He starts out a first round pick at the preseason. Now I see one mock draft that had him in the 70s to be picked in the 70s. That's sec that's third round, which is pretty nothing nothing to shake at. The army hasn't had a draft pick since Caleb Campbell in 2008, right? So, we'll see maybe a, a good pro day raises his stock back up. You don't know, you know, um yeah. be interesting to follow that. I mean, obviously obviously Carter has gotten the most uh publicity uh but and I I don't know I don't know if this player will get drafted, but I think Broughton is going to be an absolute steal for some pro team out there. I mean, just, just with, just with like the leadership stories that we know about, let alone the ones we don't know about. Yeah. I, I, I just, you know, I, I just, I, I can't imagine any NFL team being like, yeah, no, we're going to pass on this guy. Um, I mean, at, at, at the very least you bring him into camp and, and see what he can do. Um, uh, athletically, but I mean, it it just you know we 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 know he studies hard. We know he can be <laughs> a coach on the sideline if need be. Um, yeah. So I, as you know, as as it, as kind of shiny and exciting as it is uh, to see the uh, kind of the spectacle around Andre Carter, I I am very curious to see. Um, uh, if anybody takes a flyer on Broughton, because I think they're going to get great, great value there. It's a great point. I I was saying um, when you have these senior all-star games, right, college senior all-star games, I'm really shocked that he didn't get an invitation. Like the East-West Shrine game, I don't know, maybe it wasn't going to fit his schedule. I, I don't know because he's busy with, you know, he's involved in, in the cadet, you know, leadership of, as a, you know, so maybe, you know, he's a regimental commander. You know, he's one of the top top in the chain of cadets at, at West Point. I don't know if that had anything to do with it, but, man, how do you not give this guy a chance to show what he can do in, like, a senior all-star game? I, I didn't really get that at all. Um, I thought he definitely deserved it 100%. And we'll see. Um, you definitely – he's a guy that you definitely if, – if he doesn't get drafted, you definitely undraft – undrafted free agent give him a chance at, at a rookie camp and no doubt you look at um so he won the uh he won the most inspirational award on the team for i think the second or third straight year at the army football banquet right um it's the anthony miller award and we'll have more on those awards once they announce all finish announcing all of them um we'll put together a story on that for blacknation.com but i mean 
it's more than that too. The dude can play, <laughs> you know, he's an inspiration. He's a leader. He can play. I mean, he's going to elevate the play of people in your locker room. It's just as simple as that. I mean, he's going to elevate the character in your locker room. He's going to elevate the play in your, in your locker room. I think that give him a chance, give him a chance. And you know what? I think Brahim Murphy is a guy that can be a little under the radar too. Brahim Murphy is a guy when he got the ball in his hands and made some pretty big plays for army. You know, he may, he, he's, he's got some big play capabilities. Now, is he a four, four speed guy? I don't know that. Maybe not, but I think that he's the guy that might get a chance too, just to to see what he can do. And and Maurice Spallon is a guy who you know went from quarterback to slot back, and um, he, those guys, I know those guys are working really hard for this pro day, and we'll see what they can do. Um, I'm not sure anybody else. Like I look at like a Connor Bishop, I'm not sure that he's you know those usually the offensive line and the defensive lineman on um on the army unless they're really elite like a Carter or like a Brett Toth who have scouts all over him and stuff like that. Those guys want to get back to like what their, uh, what their normal weight kind of normal weight is and uh, get there. Like you look at a John Voight, right? A John Voight, I thought definitely could at least give the NFL a chance, right? He, he wanted to, he wanted to go right into the military. I think Connor Bishop is, is a guy like that. Who knows? Maybe he does like a, you know, an athletic um, internship position, you know, th this season coming up and we'll see what happened um a couple more things um army spring practice is right around the corner 10 days away the 22nd the black knights will take the field and we'll see what happens like as far as um you know because you know we got this new sh shotgun offense coming in with drew thatcher and if practices are going to be open or not and you know what you're going to see what you're not going to be able you know what they're going to uh, go into the uh, Foley athletic center and work on who knows and you know Maybe close the doors and we'll, we'll see what happens there. And it's a you know, couple of uh, there's coaching staff news, right? Um, they brought back Danny Verpaley uh, as safeties coach. Danny worked uh, with um, tight ends uh, in Munkin's first couple of years as a quality control coach. He went down to Kennesaw State, was a defensive coordinator at Kennesaw State, and now is back with Army as safeties coach. Um, Courtney Braswell moved on. Uh, Courtney Braswell moved uh, from Army to Cincinnati inside linebackers coach. Courtney spent a couple years at West Point. And anybody that you talk to about Courtney as far as the players and the coaches loved the guy. Great attitude and had some really, you know, you, Brendan, you look at this year, the inside linebackers for Army, right? It was Leo Lowen and a little bit of a shuffle with Leo Lowen, right? And I think that Courtney Braswell did a great job of, like, getting as many guys possible prepared to start this season. And so um, that's that's a miss. But you look at, like, when the team has got a good reputation for assistance. I was trying to put together a coaching tree. I have a tweet, the Jeff Munkin coaching tree, right? And just the defensive guys, Brendan. Like, so Chad Wilt, who used to coach the defensive line, he's a defensive, uh, he's off a defensive coordinator at Indiana now, right? We know Jay Bateman went to North Carolina, was the defensive coordinator. He's the linebackers coach at, um, at Florida now. We know Shield Wood was the safeties coach at Army. He was Troy's defensive coordinator last year. Now yes, that's, that's what I was trying to think of. Yes. Yeah. Now he's at Tulane. Tulane was what? A top. 15 program last year right i mean they yeah. went to the uh the new year six uh bowl um there's scott sloan 
left Army as safeties coach. He's now the um, Appalachian State defensive coordinator. Um, and I, I could probably go on and on. I actually made a list. I want to be real quick and check my drafts. I didn't post it anywhere yet because I was still building on it, but I was running out of Twitter characters because there were so many guys. Oh, yeah, here we go. Let's see anybody else. Okay. Um, Greg Gasparato. He was a safeties coach only, I think, for a year at Army. He went to Louisville. Now he's the defensive coordinator at Troy, taking Shield Woods' place. Yeah. Javon DeWitt. I don't know if you remember Javon DeWitt. He was uh, outside linebackers coach and special teams coach early in Jeff Munkin's tenure. He went to Nebraska. He went actually North Carolina first, then Nebraska. He's now the defensive coordinator at Florida International. International. You know, so – and um, John Christian uh, Young, who was uh, a defensive backs coach for Army, he is the corners uh, – as a D.C. He's a corners coach, I believe, at Tulane now too. So, I mean, guys, I mean, that's like – you can come up with like 10 guys and Munkins uh, just on the defensive side of the ball that are now coaching at a pretty high level. And so – Courtney Braswell moves on. We wish him the best. And, um, man, I'm behind in my coaching staff news. I don't think they have a replacement yet for Braswell. I don't think they've announced a replacement yet for Braswell. I could be wrong. Um, man, it's been a long weekend. That's all. Yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I've, I know, uh, yeah, it's, it seems like every few weeks there's like another announcement of a couple more, like, um, you know, just, just filling in the rest of the staff, but, I don't know. I I don't think I don't think there's too many more positions that they need to fill, if any. But you think like it's right around the corner, right? So what am I thinking? It's right around the corner. You know, the, the spring spring practice is 10, 10 days out. You know, you gotta think that there's people set in the positions if there are any uh, available. I'm I'm looking it up real quick. Man, I tell you, it's it's been a it's been a fun weekend, so I'm just trying to see what we got here real quick, and then we'll wrap this up. Um, I I don't think so. No, technically they they haven't officially hired a replacement for um for, for him yet. Um, well, actually, I yes, they have. I I can't believe I I can't believe I didn't remember this. Uh, it's totally on me. They hired the army prep. They hired the army prep uh, head coach as the okay, yeah, coach Juice. Coach yeah. Juice they have as the inside linebackers coach. Guys, I apologize. Like I said, no excuses. I wrote the story. Like I wrote the story. I should remember the story, right? Um, yeah, they hired. They hired him. Um, I don't have they officially, I don't know if they, if they haven't officially announced it, but I mean, he's out on, he's out there on recruiting Justin Weaver, Justin Weaver, Justin coach juice, Justin Weaver is now. So now who will coach the army prep team? I'm not sure that's been announced yet. Um, we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see who uh, steps up and coaches the army prep team uh, this fall. And I know Chris Nicholas is working with the Army Prep guys. I don't know if you check out Chris Nicholas's Twitter account. He's uh, got got them hit in the weight room and some of the things that they're doing over there at Army Prep to prepare these guys to play for the big squad is pretty impressive. So you know, you think the, the Jeff Munkin videos, the the hype videos in um, for the for the big team are good. These are just as good. So check that out. Um, I think we could wrap it up. Sorry, I, I was babbling along there. I knew they, ha I knew they had somebody in place, and I just like, 
it's Sunday night. It's yeah, that's that's my excuse. Sunday night. We're there's there's people watching us now, Brendan, that are not wa- watching the Oscars right now. So you know, yeah, there's people that are taking their their important time and not watching. Uh, and it's March Madness uh, selection Sunday. So we appreciate everybody watching us. Um, you know what? I, I have I, a couple I, more. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. So I mean, I mean, this is uh, this is a total aside because this is this is an army sports show. But I just want to. <laughs> I don't know. I haven't, I haven't, I haven't said this on like a really public forum, but I, I mean, like I, I'm a huge movie guy. I I see movies all the time. I see a lot of classic movies in theaters, and uh, and driving theaters and and all that stuff. And um, I I stopped caring about I stopped caring about the Oscars. I think it was 2015. Michael Keaton was up for Best Actor for Birdman, and then they announced Eddie Redmayne, and you you literally saw. Keaton like put his speech back in his pocket and I was just like I'm done with this so just wanted to just wanted to vent a little bit <laughs> yeah you know what to be honest like my wife is usually like watches the red carpet for that stuff no interest in it this year she had no interest in it I think there was uh NCIS reruns going on somewhere in the background today you know so I mean they're just I don't really have too much of interest I'm more of an indie a movie guy to be honest with you so um and i you know any movies i'm going to see in the theater are basically like with a, with a 10 year old daughter or like you know of a little bit of a children related you know so i'm not really seeing yeah. too much of the, the the critically acclaimed movies i wait for them to come on the streaming services you know and uh i saw one but it wasn't i saw one recently but it wasn't the greatest thing in the world so i'm not going to give it a grade but you know back in the day brendan when you i used to i don't know about you Right. I, I talk about this on my third shift job uh, sometimes because, you know, it's a long night. You got to keep 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 awake and stuff like that. And um, IMDB, I used to and even Yahoo had where you could rank your movies. Right. You could give rankings to your movies. And, yeah, you can um, gr- you could rate your movies. Right. You can go on IMDB still or Rotten Tomatoes and still rank, you know, movies and stuff like that. But I used to have a solid like list of like 50 of my top movies of all time. But this is going back like say 2000s right this is going back like 15 20 years ago and now i'm like man i'm not sure if i can add any movies from the last five years into that list i'm not sure i mean i've seen some decent ones but um real quick what's what's your what's your number one movie of all time i'm putting you on the spot uh okay so so I have I have two answers um kind of my my quick and dirty answer is Jaws because I do think in a lot of ways that is the greatest movie of all time I would say the movie I the, the movie I think is really great and I find the most rewatchable is actually Mash not the TV show the movie the movie came first yeah. um with uh with Donald Sutherland and, and Elliot Gould and a bunch of other people um. Ironically, because the movie itself is kind of episodic, and so it just it makes it easy to to, to rewatch. But yeah, those are my those are my two answers. <laughs> I would not be a good movie critic, right? Because well, my favorite movie of all time is Groundhog Day. That's my favorite movie of all time, and some people might might love it. Some people might not like it. I'm a big Bill Murray fan, and not even like stripes Bill Murray, but more like um, Lost in Translation Bill Murray, like that kind like that kind of era more like that and i'm more of a new jersey based kind of movie guy 
So I like Garden State. Like I, Garden State's one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, Station Agent. If you ever saw the Station Agent, I don't know if. You oh know. yeah, yeah, I seen that one. That is that is one of my favorite movies of all time because I drove through where that was filmed like a million times, you know. And I just say, okay, I know this spot, know this spot, know this spot, just like that kind of things. I'm I'm a big Wes Anderson guy, so Rushmore is one of my top ten movies of all time. You know, judge me. Judge me. I, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a, I would, I would say Wes. Like, I mean, in terms of, um, uh, in terms of like modern, like quote modern directors, because Spielberg is still out there doing good stuff, but he's kind of a legacy at this point. Same with Scorsese. Like, I consider those guys like legacy directors. Um, but yeah, if a Wes Anderson movie is coming out, I'm going to go see it. If a Tarantino movie is coming out, I'm going to go see it. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, I don't know, is Jordan Peele's kind of up there now with making movies and stuff like that? But I, the, the one that he had that was the, the first one, why is it escaping me? I should know it off the top of my head. And I just. Oh, uh, get out. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I watched like, I felt uh, 45 minutes of it. And maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just my attention span. I don't know. But I didn't really. Couldn't get I'm, into that one. So. So. Um, I mean, we are we are so far afield here. But my my opinion That's on Jordan fine. Peele, my opinion on Jordan Peele, I think he's a great idea guy. I think the concepts for his movies are really interesting. I don't think he's great at executing those ideas. But uh, yeah, like none of none of his movies have really hit for me. Um, but I do I do find the ideas interesting. Yeah, if I if I went on the record of what my favorite movie was before Groundhog Day came out, I I think I lose all my credibility whatsoever. The little that I have here, you know, on the Black Knight Nation podcast. So, um, it was the Adventures of Ford Fairlane. I'll just say it. it was the Adventures of Ford Fairlane. That was like one of my favorite movies of all time. I was a big Andrew Dice Clay fan back in the day, and I mean, I could watch that movie. I re that that uh, that and um. Shoot, what was the uh, the one movie with Christian Slater in it and uh, Brad Pitt and um, oh, True Romance? Yes, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. See, that those are like my. You don't make they don't make those movies anymore. You know, they don't really make those type of movies anymore. So uh, that's our Oscar talk for tonight. That was that was pretty good. That's a pretty <laughs> good segment. I think it's Brendan. I think it's good to balance stuff out. You know, they always have to talk about you know seriously break down army sports you know 24 7 on this podcast and uh you know hoping maybe we could maybe get some different guests on there guests on here too that's not always like you know football yeah sports centric so to speak that are maybe doing some things outside of you know their playing days or their serving days i know there used to be a, a wide receiver that used to be like a a dj to a point he would I wrote about him. His name was Jared McFarlane. He didn't play for that long on the football team. He might have played his freshman and sophomore year a little bit. He was from Monroe Woodbury. He graduated from Monroe Woodbury local to uh, West Point, about 15 minutes outside of West Point. And he had a um, – he was a DJ, and he had Spotify and everything. I wrote a story about him. can't remember what his name was. It's escaping me now. I wonder what he's doing now because he was going touring and stuff like that too. So – if wow. I can locate uh, Jared Jared McFarland and he's doing something, we'll get him on the podcast. Just just different stuff, you know. I mean, just uh, pop culture it's, stuff hit here and there. 
especially especially this football spring i i'll be very surprised if they make anything public i'll be surprised if they invite people to the spring game (laughs) yeah i don't know what's going on i i I, trying to see what's going on there haven't been able to get an answer with that yet but we'll see i mean i don't think i'll be going there uh, because i have some saturdays where i can go to like the scrimmages and stuff like that open and like we have uh seth seth mendelson and lynn fern who's done a great job with us Check out Lynn's photos. She did a great job uh, for Army-Navy wrestling. She did a great job when Army played Boston University um, in the Patriot League quarterfinal game. She was there for us. So Lynn's been really great for us. Uh, Check out her work. I think on Instagram, it's Lynn Fern Photography. Um, Excellent and just just very passionate about, you know, Black Knight Nation. And we really appreciate that. So, um, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I don't know if we'll be able to even get photo a photographer in there. We'll see. I have no idea what's going on. It'd be interesting because I, I have some – my mind is, like, burning here with, like, some thoughts about what's going to happen to the offense. And, like, you know, I was thinking today, for some reason I was thinking about how are the tight ends going to be used in this offense. Don't ask me why, Brendan. It's a it's a Sunday in early March, and I'm thinking, okay, Josh Lingenfelter's pretty darn good, right, as far as a blocker and when he gets his hands on the ball. How does he fit into this offense? You know, and how does a guy like, um, you know, a guy like uh, David Crossan, who was a younger tight end, is he going to still be a tight end? Is he going to move back to the back to the line? Who knows? Um, they have some young players that you know you want to take a look at this uh, this spring, and I think that I'm going to stick with it right now. I think Markel Johnson is going to be a big player in this offense um, coming up this uh, this fall. And I think the slotbacks, the guys who are slotbacks now, who who might be slot receivers or running backs like, um, you know, uh, Ijon Marshall. And I also I, I heard that uh, Tyrell Robinson's doing good in his recovery. So maybe Tyrell Robinson could be back for the start of the season. That would be great. Who knows if he lines up? In, I have a feeling he'd be going to line up in the backfield. I have a feeling. You know, you give him the ball, spread it, spread spread out, give him some space to run in. I have a feeling that he'd be in the backfield with whoever the quarterback is, whether it would be uh, Bryson Daly or whoever else steps up in the spring. Um, just one quick note, and then I'm, I promise we're going to get out of here. I promise. Um, so there was a schedule. There's apparently there's a schedule change to the 2023 Army uh, football schedule where the gate, week three at you uh, Texas San Antonio has been moved to Friday Friday game. So. I mean, we can only uh, deduct that it. it's going to be a Friday night game. So a Friday night game, I think they go – Army goes at Louisiana Monroe, home against Morgan State, then play UTSA on a Friday night. So you say, okay, short preparation, but, you know, um, with all due respect, you're playing Morgan State in week two, right? And then you have – I guess that gives you – you say, oh, fri- great, that's going to – really mess things up, but then they're going to have an extra day to prepare against Syracuse in the next game. So, I mean, you know, you could look at it both ways. You could look at, uh, you know, you're going to play Friday, Friday night lights in Texas. I, I tweeted out there and UTSA, Frank Harris slinging the ball still in year seven. Right. So, um, and you, we know that they were pretty good last year and that program's in pretty good shape. And that's going to be army's first real strong test of the season. And to do it on a Friday night, we'll see, um, see what they're made of yeah it's definitely uh it's definitely a, a schedule not without some if you had any 
Yeah, I mean, we might as well figure out what this offense is all about early, right? And they'll see if see how much uh, they can score and stuff like that. But thanks a lot, guys. Um, Brendan, thanks a lot for again, man. It's good talking some army sports with you. Maybe we just do some topical stuff uh, to keep us uh, busy in the spring. You know, if you have any ideas, please uh, let me know. We'll do more of these uh, kind of Sunday podcasts and just uh, man, I wish we could have interaction with the Black Knight Nation. Hopefully, and uh, down the road. Uh, with these uh, with these podcasts, and we really appreciate your time. Check out our website, um, blackoutnation.com. Uh, have some stories up there. Lacrosse stories are up there. New coaching stories are up there. Basketball news is up there. Check out our Instagram, Black Knight Nation. Check out our Black Knight Nation uh, Twitter account is closing in on 5,000 followers. Check out that. Uh, hopefully, we get there really soon. And our YouTube channel, you guys are watching on YouTube. We watch on YouTube. Give this video a like. That will get then uh, more people will see Brendan and I talk about like our favorite movies and uh, and and the like and um, uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel if we can get up to a thousand subscribers for YouTube that would be great so uh, Brendan thanks a lot and we'll and we'll be back soon on the Black Knight Nation podcast always fun Sal thanks for having me. <laughs>